1: Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this afternoon I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin McCluskey and James McKenzie to talk about the first 45 at Time Castle. James, it couldn't really have gone any better, could it?
0: Yeah, I think the booze around the ground as the teams are walking into the tunnel at halftime really tell the story of how that first half went. It was real one-way traffic. Celtic are clearly on their game, well set up. Hearts are clearly not on their game, they haven't really threatened at all, bar a chance. I think it was Vargas that got in behind and yeah. got a shot off, but it was a routine, save for Johar. There's no space for that to go in. The goals, they were they were really well-crafted. There was, okay, I would hope for maybe perhaps a couple more chances, but that's really been, that's really nitpicking. It's just a complete performance in that first half.
1: Yeah, it has been, Kevin. And um, as James said, there was only one moment and it wasn't, Due to particularly bad defending or a, or an error um, on the on the side of skills, I think skills played uh, the boy, but he was behind them and he just basically narrowed that angle. And, and Joe Hart yeah, does made right the right thing. Yeah, he does the right thing. You're right, and, and there's no complaints from a defensive uh, perspective today, Kevin. I think they've been solid. That's
2: for you, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I think well. so. <laughs> sorry. I I think I dropped out, but I'm hopefully back in now. Um, but, yeah, uh, I've been, even despite that drop-off, I think I've probably been more present today than the Hearts team has in that open, open, opening 45 minutes. It was really, really controlled uh, from our point of view. One of the best 45 minutes we've probably had so far this season. Um, and I think, I think part of it I guess, is we've just controlled the game. We've really bossed the whole the whole narrative of that first half, of controlled the game, lots of nice passing. One of the things I picked up on in the first few games under Rodgers, and this is this is great to see it's changing, is we we're really static and you could kind of feel that the players were trying to get used to some new system, new way of playing. Mm-hmm. All the movement seemed to just be in straight lines up and down the park and no one was given variation. That first 35 minutes certainly was full of that. There was boys making runs off the ball, we were playing angled passes. We were playing neat one-twos. So it was quick interchange at the edge of the box and Hearts have had no answer to it. It's been a very, very good first half and the two goals that we've got have just been like, something else. Right? That pass from Palmer, The finish from O'Reilly is unbelievable, by the way, to watch that ball come over his shoulder and get it in the volley across the goal. But the pass from Palmer is unreal as well just to pick him out on the run. And... That's just been our whole first half performance today. Everything we've tried that's been a wee bit different has come off. And that's why we're two up. And
1: we're, we're really just showing a wee bit of class. No, you're right. Three minutes into the game is when that goal arrived. We'll, we'll talk about the finish, but I think we we'll also need to speak about Palmer and the part he played, James. Uh, we have been waxing lyrical about Matt O'Reilly all season. Uh, in fact, I think since he signed, we have been. But this season in particular and last uh, time round, we're going on around add goals to his games and he takes his game to another level while well, he's doing that. Um, what's that, his sixth goal of the season, top goal scorer for Celtic. And, Kevin, you used the word about control. That that finish was so controlled. He never lashed at it. it just It was such a controlled finish. Brilliant on the turn, beautifully done. Matt O'Reilly, what a season he is having.
0: absolutely tremendous, he's been our standout player, the most consistent I say it in the blog all the time, I'll say Matt O'Reilly, the most consistent player for Celtic this season it's probably one of my most used phrases on that blog and we saw it with his call-up during the week That's a real bit of recognition for his form this season, he's always been good for Celtic but this is a completely new level, I spoke about how well-rounded he is and you're seeing that today he's been great today, I thought even the other midfielders, I think Rio Hattie, he's had a couple of maybe dodgy moments defensively, but going forward, he's been very good. Carl McGregor's, them um, went under the radar, but I think he's been really good. There's a moment where he completely stops a Hearts attack and then he breaks past about two or three Hearts players. Probably. But he just can't, he can't get the ball to dice made on the end, but just little things like that. I think Matt O'Reilly, it's a phenomenal finish, as you mentioned. It's well controlled, but for me, that's all about the pass from Luis Palmer. He's. It was just the way that I've described him on the blog. He's not the fastest player, but he seems really good technically, and he really made that goal happen. I don't. I don't know how he saw that run from Matt really coming. It's none of the, the hearts defenders saw it he completely ghosts in behind, and it's a great finish.
1: Yeah, it was a brilliant finish. Uh, Aileen Feeks is coming in to say Matt's goal was exquisite. Yeah, the superlatives are flowing in the the comments and it was top draw, says Mark E. Now, Danny Boy uh, also comes in uh, to say that Scales is a great advert for Brendan's coaching. He's just a different player. Tell Matt to get shin pads on. It just needs one psychopath to end his career. I think he's got them on, but they're the wee tiny ones, Kev. It's a modern thing, isn't it? They're just tiny wee shinies and... You know, no back in our day, they were about half a stone in weight, the, the shin guards.
2: Aye, I, was gonna say, I don't know if it's just because I'm a wee guy and I've got small legs, but I remember the shin pads used to go basically from my knees to my ankles. And like you say, if you ever got them wet, which happened pretty often when I used to play, then I, they'd weigh a ton. So I know. Aye, fair play to Matt if he's cutting about in this game with those tiny little ones that they seem to wear now. But just want to say on his goal again, and that word that you used—the the, control—and that he didn't lash in—is that not exactly what we said about the, his goal up at Motherwell in the 97th minute in that game? And yeah, again, right. that's the measure of that player. Like it's—it um, doesn't come by fluke. You know, that's that's him. He works hard at that to to get himself into those chances, and he does the same at Motherwell as well with the run. James, since you're saying that, how does Palmer spot him? He makes the same run like ghosting in at the back behind the Motherwell defence in that game. And this one, is, it's to the front post. But again, it's it's ghosting in. No one picks him up. Excellent pass, but I, it's, it's controlled. He doesn't lash at it. And that doesn't come by fluke. That's the sign of a quality, quality player at work.
1: You know this, I remember speaking to Kevin Graham about body shape, not because I'm um, some kind of football pervert when it comes to how to shape yourself. But when you look at Matt O'Reilly, uh, the goal that you mentioned against Motherwell, where he lays the ball off against Lazio, because he's got the body shape right, the balance and the weight of the ball is perfect. And it's the same again today um, because he's not having to adjust uh, the shape of his body to you know um, wrap his foot around that ball. It's perfect. He's absolutely perfect. Um, and you've got the ball. We need to talk about Palma because I think in the first half, Palma has been... A player who has shown a creativity, I'm not comparing him directly to Jota, a creativity, though, that we've been lacking and that we've missed since Jota left the building, James. I'm not saying he's a direct replacement, he's a completely different player, but he does give you that flair, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I wrote a piece on it a few days ago, actually, on the wingers we currently have at our disposal. Who looks to be the most likely jot replacement. We're not going to like for like replacement because we can't buy a twenty five million pounds player. But what we can do is buy a player, who can turn it into a twenty-five million pound player. And Luis Palmer's shown some really good early signs. Um he he has got the flair, the creativity, and I think he's going to become a real fan favourite over the next Few years he's at the club. You see it. The fans really fall for players like the little child was beautiful. The fans really get drawn to players who can do the the magnificent, the extraordinary, and they can pull out some fantastic strikes. Ray seen two crackers scored from it already. Then I see I took shot now. I picked him to be in the score sheet. It's two 0 The goals seem like they're starting to flow. So I'm I'm going to keep that prediction going. I think we'll still see palm on the score sheet in that in the second half.
1: That would be great to see. There's a few points coming through before we get on to the second goal. Opinionated Glaswegian OG, you know there are just a few rules on a Celtic state mind. One of them is we do not compare a footballer to a Rolls Royce. You're going to have to come up with something different. Um, And we never say it's been a roller coaster. You've got to come up with some other kind of ride at the fairground. It can't be a Rolls Royce. So uh, (laughs) come back to me on that one. Uh, DJ of choice. I'm bringing this up because there's a couple of similar points. The first one, actually... That will bring up is Jamie Young saying that Hatati keeps losing the ball, then winning it back. He's good, though. Um, I think on that point, what I was going to say is that the only thing stop us for the three, four, five goals is um, just a wee bit of slackness in the final ball. You know, but there's been a few moves today where they're kind of fizzled out. The, 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 the passage of play was phenomenal. The, the passing movement was brilliant and then they fizzled out a wee bit. So I get what Jamie's saying. The, G- the DJ choice takes it one step for- further. In my opinion, we had two or three nice moves, but it's been pretty loose in general. Hearts were making it easy for us, though, but started to come into the game at the end of the half. What do you make of that, Kev?
2: Um, I'll agree with the latter half for that. I think Hearts did come into it a little bit more towards the end. As I said, I think the first 35 minutes was some of the best football we've played this season, or the most controlled football we've played this season. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy with what I've seen. Yeah, with the agree Hats did come into a little bit towards the end, but they still never created anything or looked like they were going to trouble us. It was just that one chance from Vargas after about 12 or 13 minutes or something like that, and that's been it. Um, yeah, but maybe going forward from our perspective, we could still be a little bit sharper. But what I've enjoyed, though, is the fact that we're trying things a wee bit different. Right. Like, we're not just running straight lines anymore. It's there's angled runs, there's angled passes. There's noticed a few times we're, we're kinda playing the ball in the channel and then it's a first-time cut back or it's a first-time square pass. We're not dwelling on the ball now. So, you know, if, it's not always gonna work every single time. But we're trying things. And maybe maybe hearts just aren't that great in opposition, and that's why it's coming off more often than not we're getting the chances to keep on at them. But uh, I've been really happy with that first half. And if we can keep up the same kind of momentum in the start of the second half, I don't see why we can't get another couple of goals in that second 45.
1: I hope so. I hope you're right. Loopy 33, one of the talking points leading to this game was the uh, paltry allocation of tickets to Celtic fans under 600. Um, I've seen them at the beginning of the game holding up flags of Palestine as well. Um, and when you look at the empty seats, isn't making tarps play any different, any better, rather, nobody wins here. No, you're right. Um, it's not making them play any better. So they can't use that as a reason for, for doing that. They've not sold the seats, so they can't use the fact that um, their own fans are going to benefit by getting tickets at Celtic fans. Otherwise, we'd have had it seems like a completely pointless endeavour, James. And as you said, as they trundled off at half time, they were being booed by the fans who have bothered to buy a ticket. Now, what was
0: the argument for cutting the allocation in the first place? Was it to give Hearts more of a sporting advantage on the park, having more fans in the ground? Because that doesn't really seem to have worked out in that first half. And you, you never want to see empty seats. We know with the money that goes around in Scotland, there's two teams that have. A decent amount of money. Then the rest of the teams don't really have that money. So you'd think they would, you would be looking to sell as many tickets as possible for these games to build up that money to then try and buy the players to help you compete with a team like Celtic. So it doesn't seem like cutting the has worked so far. But we need to see how that one goes. Brendan Rogers has spoken it. He said he wanted was a a percentage, a certain percentage for away fans. I think with the Celtic manager speaking about it publicly in the media, it'll probably be something that will be addressed eventually by some higher power.
1: A higher power. Uh, we do have a higher power. I'm just not sure if they're all that powerful when it comes down to it. This point here leads us into the second goal. John Toll uh, might be our best 45 of the season. Uh, you're echoing what Kevin's been saying there. Matt O'Reilly's been outstanding. and I think he was outstanding in the second goal as well, Kevin. you know, He played his part um, alongside Rio Atati, uh, the ball was bundled in. There was a VAR check, but two nothing up made us on the score sheet.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure whether the VAR check took so long as well. Even though you know it was potentially still one of the quicker ones, but I didn't see there any need for that. You looked to be a mile onside uh, for a cut back. You can't be offside anyway. Um, but yeah, it was a really good goal. The whole build up to that goal was excellent, and that's kind of like summed up the 45. For us, that was asn't a microcosm, if you put it that way. Like right. Hatati's got the ball quite deep. It's a lovely pass out wide and he doesn't stop. Whereas I think maybe in the first few games of the season, um, possibly because it was David Turnbull that would have been playing that pass rather than Hatati He stops and doesn't make the run, but Hatati keeps on going. Uh, O'Reilly's got it, it's basically first time instinct is there's a return pass, but it's again, it's a kind of the angle pass, it turns the defence. It's excellent the whole the whole play and then of course little cut back Maeda's getting in there missed a couple of crosses earlier on Maeda you know his his crossing wasn't the best but he's in there six yards out bundles at home that's a striker's goal and that's the ones you love to score as a striker because you know that's that's your territory that's where you should be but all round a really good kind of team attacking goal and and. As I say, I think we can keep on doing that in the second half. And if we do, the chances will come and we've got boys that will score goals. The next one's there for Kyogo. He's waiting for one as well. So, I was going to ask you a lot of positivity going into that second half.
1: Yeah, we were positive before the game. Uh, You suggested a a prediction of 2 1. If that was to be the case, Hearts would be coming into it in the second half. Are you going to stick with that prediction? Do you think Celtic extend their lead further?
2: Oh, I think I'm going to be quite happy at being wrong come the end of the, the second half. I think we've got a, I think we've got another couple of goals in us. So, you know, I
1: don't really want James to be right all the time, but maybe, you know, we'll go 3-0 or 4-0. Just... 3 or 4-0. James, are you changing your prediction after that first half performance? Yeah, I think I'll I'll go 3-0 Celtic. Well, 3-0. 3-0 Celtic, sounds good to me. 800 strong in the live stream. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Um, and, you know, return after the game, regardless of the score, but hopefully it will be to speak about a resounding victory for Celtic. All that's left for me to say, thank you once again, Kevin McCluskey and James McKenzie, for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind.
0: plus.